There's an easy way to tell the difference between a Sadducee and a Pharisee. A Sadducee is always sad because they do not believe in the resurrection. And that is your only dad joke of the year from me, by the way. But imagine your life, by the way, if you did not believe in the resurrection. Imagine if you believe there is nothing more than this world. You'd be really sad all the time. But we know a central belief of being a Catholic, of being a Christian, is belief in the resurrection. Not only of Christ, but of the dead. We actually profess this in our creed, which we'll profess in a little bit. I believe in the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. How beautiful this is. But it's not just a statement so we feel better about ourselves. We truly believe and hopefully know that it is true. We hear about this today, of course, in our first reading from the second letter to Maccabees. What a story that is, right? I often tell parents, if you have boys that are into battles like, or the Marvel Universe, there's a better story out there. It's called Maccabees 1 and 2 and telling about amazing battles between good and evil. And today we encounter this. Today we encounter these seven brothers and their mother who are going to be tortured because of their belief in God, the belief in, in the God of, of Israel. But how do they embrace this, this, this death that they're about to take? They do it without any fear. And how is that possible? It's because they believe that this world is not the end. This world is just the beginning. So I hear at the end of the second Maccabees today, it is my choice to die at the hands of men with the hope God gives of being raised up by him. Before this, they regarded these sufferings as nothing. And how true this is. Nothing but a momentary affliction compared to the glory that awaits each and every one of us to put our hope, our faith, our trust in God. We fast forward to, of course, the gospel. Once again, we hear about seven brothers, but this time it's not their mother they're talking about. It's their wife. And so the Sadducees are trying to trick Jesus, which is never a good idea to try to do, by the way, because he's God and he's smarter than we are. So they try to trick him. Whose wife Whose wife will she be in heaven? All seven are married to her. And yet how does Jesus respond? Something that at first might actually hurt us a little bit. Essentially saying, in marriage, well, in heaven, there is no marriage. Why is that? Why would we believe? Why would Jesus say this? At first, once again, you're thinking, well, Father, I entered into this vocation. I entered into this covenant to see this covenant that is for life. For this life, yes, but not for eternal life. See, what's the point of marriage, by the way? It's a question I give all the marriage prep couples, and I have said this many times in a homily. What's the point of marriage? To help each other get to heaven. Well, guess what? If you're in heaven, you succeeded in your point of marriage, right? How beautiful this is, and hopefully your spouse is there with you as well. 
But in heaven, it's that fullness of God. So not to get weighed down on that theological point right there, we'll go back to that later, some other homily. But even more important than the theological point today is that belief in the resurrection. And Jesus says, even Moses made this known in the passage about the bush. We go back to the Old Testament when he called out, Lord, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And he is not God of the dead, but of the living. For to him all are alive. God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. And we put our trust, our hope, our belief, knowing that there has to be something more than this world has to offer. And that's why we don't live in constant sadness. Does this mean that we don't have sadness? Does this mean we don't have mourning? Of course we have sadness. Of course we have mourning. We even hear about this in the Beatitudes. Blessed are they who mourn, for they will be satisfied. But we're not called to live our whole life in this sadness or in this mourning because we put our trust and our faith in God. You know, in the month of November, we always pray. We pray especially for those who have gone before us this past year. That's why we have the name of the funerals we had here at St. John's this past year, right here. That's why we have the book of remembrance. We have that, that quote that I often say at most funerals, and I've said many times in homily of St. Ambrose. It's not the dead who suffer, but those who are left behind. But even there, it's only a momentary affliction. Why? Because we know that God has an eternal dwelling place made ready for each and every one of us in heaven. All we have to do is follow him and he will lead us ever closer to him in this world and the world to come. And so we should be like the brothers from Maccabees, not having fear of death, but instead an acceptance, whatever the Lord wants. And in our mourning as well, those who have gone before us, there also should be some, some joy. It's hard because we, we miss them. But we know that they're no longer in suffering or experiencing the torments of this world. What a great belief. But today we ask for a greater belief and a greater trust in the resurrection, trusting in him. And when we do this, we put our, our trust in him, we'll have that fulfillment that we're longing for and that great belief in the resurrection, not only of Christ, but of the dead as well.